Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg on the Saturday morning. It's the first day of July. It's Bobby Bonilla Day. Good morning, Georgia. Good morning. What you laughing at? I'm going to throw that out all morning long to make people do that laugh. Put a little smile on your face. All right. Sometimes there are business deals that make the rest of us smile because even though we'd like to have that, we kind of feel good that somebody got over. Somebody's on. getting it, right? They got over on rich folks. His 13th installment of 1,193,248,000 uh, <laughs> and 20 cents. 20 cents? And 20 cents. Not, not a quarter. Don't, don't forget 20 cents. Two forget dimes. 20 cents. Yeah. <laughs> I love that, man. Uh, and again, all kind of connected. And he's still got 13 million left. Dude, his, he's going to get paid until Bri- Bryce Harper will be going for a new contract. In 2020, 2032, and Bobby will still be getting paid. Uh, it just makes you crack up. <laughs> um, hey, yep. today was the day that the 26th Amendment was ratified. The 26th. Max, I'll bring you in here because you're probably smarter than all of us, but <laughs> I didn't know what the 26th Amendment was. But it does affect you. It affects yep. you, and yep. it affects me. Well, it, uh, yeah, it affected all of us. The 26th Amendment lowered the voting age from 21 to 18. Ah. It happened on this day, 1971. There you go. Stuff that happened on this I was day. just going to ask what year. That's pretty cool. Yeah, 71. Yeah. And neither one of us were voting then. <laughs> no. but, uh, no, but it affected all of us, so there you go. Uh, listen, we have got, we've had fun so far. 
We're going to have some more fun. But we have a family member coming up next. Yeah. And it, it's not just about the knowledge that she's going to bring. Karen Pastana from Tennis Panorama. Anytime there's a major going on, we talk to Karen. But um, we're just happy to have Karen back. And, and she's okay. She went through a little something-something last time we reached out to her. But she recuperated quick, and she's been up on her feet. But we haven't had a chance to talk to her since then. So and Wimbledon starts Monday. And Wimbledon starts Monday, of yeah. course. And that's the Now, let me ask you this. Yeah. You've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily want to call it a bucket list. First day of U.S. Open, first day of Wimbledon. Which one do you prefer attend, wow. if you had a chance? If I had a chance, because I haven't been, I would say Wimbledon. But but for me, that's that's my favorite day at the U.S. I Open. I know, you love going it, well, and I don't And I don't know about the access at Wimbledon compared to the access at the U.S. Open. The fact that you can get around to see everybody, and for the first couple of days, nobody's lost, right? So everybody's there. <laughs> that's true. So if they're not playing, they're practicing. And you can go watch the matches, or you can some people go and watch the practice court. You know, just to see. So um, I'm I'm anxious to see what uh, what Karen has to say about a number of things that have happened. Venus Williams is going to place on center court. She got a uh, what was it? She got a wild card. She got a wild card. Okay. Uh, she played a warm up tournament, won around uh, there, and just determined to get out there and fight some more. And so um, she's 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 playing, and you know, I'm anxious to see what Karen has to say. I'm I'm curious to ask you this question because I don't know if this is if you won Wimbledon. Much like golf, if you won the Masters, you can always come back. So as long as she can play, can Venus automatically come back to Wimbledon? Do they do that? Do they have that sort of special dispensation for past to, to, winners? To a, to a degree. I, I don't know how many. I mean, I, you you, you got to be playing some, I think. Right. In order to come. You just say, well, I ain't played all Yeah, like season, Chris Evers Chris but, but Evan I, couldn't come back yeah, and say, I, I want to play. I, I think I want to play. I, I think you have to do something, you know, have to show that play in some tournaments to show that you are competitive and that you're fit to play, I think. But because of what she's done there, obviously she goes out, she plays a couple of tournaments and shows that she's fit and she's, she's ready to come out and play and she wins. Come on out, you know, right. to play. And um, so it would be a chance to, uh, to see. we got to remember, you know, the, the, the movie King Richard reminds us that it started with Venus. Yes, it did. And Serena came along, along with her. But um, the fact that she's going to be there is also big. Also talking tennis while we're talking about home folks, uh, Christopher Eubanks. Um, young man who's from the area, played at Georgia Tech, Westlake High School, is uh, playing in his first ATP tournament final today. He's playing in Mallorca. Uh, basically, a tournament, I think a grad school tournament, basically that was started by Rafael Nadal. Okay. Uh, as a tune-up for Wimbledon. I guess he figured out tune-up uh, tune at home. But he's, he's not <laughs> doing any of those things that this year. He's, he's trying to get healthy. But, uh, but Eubanks has gone there. His ranking, he cracked the top 100 to start the year. He is breaking through probably the top 50. I mean, he has had a great spring, and on grass he has been thriving. His game is suited for, for this surface. And um, he's, he's, a, he's, he's a, a win away from getting his first ATP championship, so shout out to him, one of our home folks. And, of course, he will be in the field for Wimbledon and for the Atlanta uh, Tennis Open, Atlanta, Atlanta Open that had its media day this week getting people all set for that event. And Coco Goff is coming back to play the winner's match. Oh, okay, match. there you go. So, and um, what will Coco do while she's here in town before she actually plays? Coming home, where's she going to go? Where's she, she going to act like a teenager? She's probably going go to young the, folks? probably going to go to Varsity and Six Flags. Uh, Maybe not in that area. You know what? I, I, she, she, went, she went to Six Flags last year. She's hanging out with her friends, right? So she got yeah, a little right. crew of people she runs with, right? Yeah, hey, uh, I don't know about people people she runs with. but I, I mean, mean, friends of hers. Some, some she came, she's family. not out there by, well, no, by herself or with her family. family, Okay. I, you know where I see her at? Having fun? Top golf. But they got Something them. completely but different. They got them everywhere. 
No, but I'm saying her here in Atlanta. She probably hasn't been in one here in Atlanta. Her her family members may not have gone, so she can go hang out with them there, have some laughs, sit one in the booth there, eat and drink, and you know. No, I think she is. I think she enjoyed Atlantic Station. Well, that's she, last she year. That this year, cool. got to go someplace different. Sam and Greg Sports Radio. <laughs> I'm the travel agent this year. I don't know. You're travel agent. Uh, yeah, I am. Uh, Sam tour, and Greg Sports Radio, 929thegame.com. Coming up, we, again, we're going to talk to Karen Pristina. Max's World before the end of the hour. Terrell Thomas is going to join us. We're going to talk about that NASCAR race going on up in Chicago. Yes, we uh, are. Got a little interesting casting call for you right now. It's an interesting time in the uh, business. But, again, uh, Dustin Long's going to join us, too, coming up in the 9 o'clock hour. Before you get to the local stuff, which is what you do, Seven o'clock hour, every show that we do, whether it's a Saturday show or Sunday show. I heard something last night, and you alluded to the Braves game mm-hmm. and the lights going out. Mm-hmm. And when they came back after things got fixed, the guys up in the booth were talking about it, and Jeff Francoeur was asked if that had ever happened to him during his career. Uh. And he says, Nah, I can't really remember. And he kind of let it go, and they got back to calling. And then they, he remembered something. He goes, hang on a second. State championship. We were playing, and he said north side, and the lights went out. Warner now, you, you are shaking your head Warner like Robin. you know what's I, I, going on. I wasn't there, but, but I, I know exactly what he was, what he was talking about. <laughs> he said the lights went out. You know, Parkview was playing. He, it, I thought it, he it, said it, north side. They played north side Warner Robins. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah for, the, for the championship down there. And, yeah, and, and they, they <laughs> went in that game. And I'm listening to that. I said, I said, what a time to do that, to give the folks who Warner Robins a kick. There you You're go. Right. <laughs> Take that for good measure. It's been a few years. So what uh, happened? How long were they out for? Um, you don't or did they exactly end the game? Long. No, they didn't end the game. They ain't back on, and then and, and, and Parkview won. Uh, but just things were, were halted for a time. And a lot of people wanted to say, uh. Because that was back in the day when you played the state championship game at a home field. Oh, okay. Town. You weren't going. You played. Back then they played the semis in the Georgia Dome, and you went back out to the home. Because the schools in, I won't say this is the schools in South Georgia, but the schools in South Georgia said, if we're going to play a state championship game, we got a chance to host it. We want to host it. Gotcha. We don't want to come to Atlanta. Rust, we don't want to do that. That Russ Probst attitude. Well, well, well not, not just that, but that, that, that's, that's what and, – and, and, and not just in all just South Georgia, but a lot of the smaller classifications, it was another chance to pack the stadiums and whatnot at those small towns. Mm-hmm. So if you go out to places like Lincolnton or when they played the state championship. Lincolnton? Lincolnton. Lincolnton. I have never heard of that, that city. That's, that's where Garrison Hurst comes from. It's Lincoln County. Link okay, Lincoln County. I heard of. I never heard of Lincoln. Lincoln Ton. That's that's the town. okay. Lincoln. So, so I mean, you know, places like that. Okay. But they won a lot of state championships, and so they didn't want. They didn't want to come back and play play the final game. They want to play the game at their place. Okay. That was, that, I know Valdosta was, was. They were they were the they, big dog oh, down man, there. They, you they you couldn't drag them guys. Like, state championship. <laughs> you got to come to our place. We got you. Where we want you. We gonna do what we want to do to you. And so that's 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 uh, that, that's a, a big part of it. That's been you know taken away, and but you know I think. To come to come to play in Atlanta for your championship game, I think it, it, we found out it's, it's been great. Um, we're going to get things corrected this year as far as using video, as this will be the first year the state championship games the, uh, will be. And we got to check with some of our officials to see how the uh, process of learning that is coming along because that's going to be a process for the officials uh, to get used to how they're going to work that, what type of equipment they're going to need, who's going to be the reviewer upstairs, they're going to be – they got to add. They got to add numbers to the officiating crew. Got like that jobs because of that. That's no, jobs, that's man. It, that's it. That's it. But I mean, that's you already got to be certified to officiate playoff games. Period. Not all officials. Even if you're just going to do the replay booth, if you're going to sit up in, in the in the box, but and not just everybody's going to do that. 
No, but I'm understanding. Do you still you have to be certified? Well, oh, absolutely, if- even more so. Okay. Yeah, because you got I me. Mean, you're not doing that all season. It's the only chance you're going to do that. It's going to be that week. So I mean that that's that's the whole thing. I mean, unless obviously some of the same people who work the Corky Kale games to kick off the season will be the ones that you may see working the championship games because they will at least be acclimated to it. They've had a chance to to work and they know what apparatus is. Apparatus Shout is out here. to our boy John Bednarowski from Area Daily Journal. He's the only one looking out for us as far as that biscuits and gravy biscuit game. Biscuit and gravy Make sure game. nobody puts that in print. <laughs> Sam and Greg better get that money. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, he knows that. He knows that. But that's, uh, that's just what we're looking forward to for, for high school football season coming up. I want to talk about Atlanta Dream. Uh, they had another sellout crowd last night uh, down in College Park at the, uh, the the Gateway Center Arena, and they were playing Washington Mystics, a team that had beaten them handily earlier in the week up in D.C. Dream wins last night, 94-89. Um, big, big performance, Alicia Gray with 26 points in the game. Ryan Howard with 14 points uh, in, in the game, and they get the win. They're still trying to get back to that 500 mark. They get, they were getting close. They were getting close, and they drop a couple games. But they snapped the three-game tailspin there. Six, uh, six and eight they are on the season. And here's Coach Denisha Howard after the game. He did a great job of uh, of basically sharing the load for us uh, with both of our point guards. Um, not able to stay on the court because they foul too much. They're fouls. They got to stop fouling. Um, but AD did a really good job of coming in and really just um, running – running our team but also just looking for opportunities um with our with our offense you know anybody can bring the ball um but they looked for their opportunities to be aggressive and to attack um i like that ad didn't settle um for for threes the whole time and uh they put the ball on the floor and got some easy looks for themselves they need they needed to see the ball go through um especially these last few games has hasn't been great for them so for them to see the ball go through um with some easy ones was really good and that is Coach Howard talk, talking there. And, yeah, she's talking about A.D. Durr, uh, product of uh, St. Pius, hometown folks. Home folks had a good night last night. Him off the bench and added 15 points. And that's something this team loves to get someone to come into the game and really charge the offense and, and get it going. So she was able to do that last night. So good win for them uh, at home last night. And, uh, and thanks to that for Coach. Thanks to WNBA. Thanks, Ayanna. Thank with Brock Ross, the broadcaster. Uh, for the games game last night. Let's see if they can continue that. Another big sellout um, on home court. And so that's uh, great to see. Elena Deladon, a little alarming. The star player for Washington Mystics uh, had a like twin ankle and had to leave the game in the closing seconds. And she left 31 points uh, in the game. She was the leading scorer for the night, but still Atlanta Dream with the win, 94-89. The final, maybe that's some inspiration. We got the Braves winning. We got the Dream winning. Atlanta United, smart act because, man, it was ugly for them last week. No boom Yakamakas uh, <laughs> last week as they lost 4 nil up at Red Bulls Arena. They're home tomorrow afternoon, 4 o'clock, against Philadelphia. How about that? Yeah, July 4th weekend, and who you playing? Philly. Philly. So that's that's tomorrow at four o'clock. Of course, of course, we got it here, right? We got it yes, here. Yes, we do. Hey, hang on a second. I got all this paperwork in front of me here. Uh, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> free. This is the wrong one. Uh oh. Oh no. Well, oh, it no. kicks at four o'clock. The pre kick is at three thirty. You can hear okay. the game in case you can't get in front of a TV. Right here on ninety-two nine. The game. Yep. Yep. And hopefully we hear a boom, Yakamaka. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully a couple of them. We, 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 we take Why don't that. you just call a hat trick right now? Yep. Somebody going to get a hat trick. Hat trick? Yeah. Oh boy, we had to do Boom Yakamakis three times. Has anybody gotten a hat trick on the team this year? Uh, not this year, but they have. Okay. We've had. We've had Our the, team has probably the got past. one. Yeah, you got one, I think. 
But um, but yeah, that, that would be great to see. We would take that. Um, <laughs> fireworks early. Why wait till Tuesday? Gonna have them tomorrow. The team. So we'll see what happens then. You still at it? No, it's time for us oh, okay. to, to get ready for. When you mention fireworks, I just keep thinking about this time of year. And people with dogs know what I'm talking about. Man, Jesse just hates this time of year. She mm. was cool the first couple of years, and for whatever reason, she just got weird with it. And so now, any kind, she will cut off a bathroom thing. Really? She'd go outside to do it. She had to go to the bathroom. She's barking the house. I gotta go out. And if she hears a firework, she'll cut that stuff off in a second. <laughs> Come right back in the right house. Right back in. <laughs> <laughs> Shut it off. Um, all right. It is uh, time to talk uh, tennis. And, and again, we, we've been waiting a few weeks to talk to our folk, as you like to say, Karen Pristana, Tennis Panorama, getting us ready for Wimbledon, which starts Monday. She is joining us next. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg. On this Saturday morning, it's July 1st. This song reminded me of something. What's that? Well, it's, it's a good song. I like this song. But it reminded me, as we've talked about Adam, we've talked about Terrell. Well, D-Led was the first one. Yeah. It is long overdue that our next guest, who's a family member, she, and being the first woman, too, to have their own walk-on music for our show. I think it's about time, don't you? Okay. And she should choose, she'll choose it. Okay. So she'll as we let walk, us know who yeah. she likes. Karen, we're going to bring you out here. First of all, we miss you. We love you and, and glad you're up and, and get ready to talk Wimbledon. But I don't know if you heard this, but we've had certain guests that are regulars, and you definitely fall into that category. And when we have them on, they have chosen. Who's the other one? Uh, Russell. Like that Supreme Russell song. Love Supreme. Love Supreme. That they have their own music when they join us. So between now and when we talk to you, well, next week, because we always talk to her during the, the fortnight. So yeah. that's two visits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So would you would you pick a... A very popular, a song that you that you absolutely love and would have that as your walk-on music. Would a favorite artist. Who, who your favorite yeah, artist? Yeah, who you like? Who even know who you like. Oh, I, I range big time from, um, I, you know, off the top of my head, you know that song, I can't even remember the woman who sings it, called, it's from the 90s called You Gotta Be. You know that song? Oh, you you're talking be. about, yeah, okay. oh, uh, the woman with... Uh, she had like a certain kind of hairdo. Yeah, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Oh, I can't wonder. remember her name. Okay. Yeah, it'll I know, come. I know. One we'll, of my we'll favorite songs. Yeah. It's an empowerment song, one of them yeah, women yeah, empowerment yeah, songs. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It starts yeah. with a D, I want to say. Does it Ray or does yeah, I think so. yeah, it yeah. does. Yeah. And now it, it slips my mind. I, I, I'll get back to you on this. Okay, yeah, because she's, she's talking through most of it. We want to hear something like with some music that'll instantly recognizable. So give mm-hmm. us a give us a couple of choose right. from. I will, by next I will week. give it some thought. Right, <laughs> there you go. And, and by the way, you weren't ask, expecting that this yeah, morning. Yeah, you go and, and ask your husband too to join in on the. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, he's doing okay, right? Radio, we have to expect everything, right? Absolutely, yes. absolutely. And she does absolutely. Karen, can we start off with just asking you how you doing? You all right? I'm fine. I'm fine. Good. I'm doing all right. I'm I'm doing well. Doing well. Good, okay. good. Yeah, good. I had a little bit of a surgical thing, but I'm I'm well. Good. People always get your checkups. My PSA for the day. Anyway. <laughs> okay. there, there you go. There you go. There you go. Absolutely, absolutely. That's the thing. We're great. To, we're always glad to have you on. Of course, with Wimbledon about to get started. 
Uh, there's so many stories of background. Let's start with someone who maybe we didn't know would play Wimbledon when the season, when the year began, who is now there and is going to be playing on center court, I see now, uh, on opening day, and that's Venus Williams. Yep, Venus playing her 24th Wimbledon. 24th, that's something else. But, uh, you know, for her, you know, the five-time champion is playing Helena um, Spitalina who, you know, basically has been returning from uh, maternity leave. But that's a tough match. I mean, I bet both of them, when they saw the draw, was like, no, no. Uh, Svitolina, I think, has a has a better head-to-head against Venus. But, you know, Venus and Grass are kind of magical there with those five titles. But, yeah, oh, my goodness, yeah. Well, as significant as that is that she's going to be coming back. Also, I mean, not coming back, but she's going to be there in center core. Carolyn Wozniacki. I always mispronounce yes. her name. But she is coming out of retirement. Yeah. We talk about these kids getting all the money and then retiring at 26. She left for a little bit. Now she's back. What is what is up with her, and what should we look for as far as her uh, appearance here at Wimbledon? Well, um, I'm sure she's been practicing. I mean, I guess, you know, had, had the two kids, a boy and a, a girl and a boy, and it's like, you know what? I've had my kids. Let me come back. I'm still young, relatively. I mean, think about it. She's 10 years younger than Venus Williams is. I mean, she's 33. I mean, I guess, you know, maybe Venus inspired her. You never know. But if, as long as she's been keeping, you know, in, in you know, practicing and whatnot, we'll see what happens. I mean, grass has never been her strongest surface, but I guess she's like, you know, why the heck not? <laughs> why the heck not try as long as I can, you know, keep keep up with everybody? And she was always a good mover. And, yeah, hey, you know, that totally shocked me. I'll tell you that when I found out the other day. Yeah, folks, we're spending time on the waitforit.com outline this morning. Talking tennis, talking Wimbledon with Karen Pistana, and she is social. You can follow everything she does at Tennis News TPN, at Tennis News TPN on Twitter. Um, thoughts about some people you, you're handicapping and, and, and looking to be your, your favorites for, for this particular event. We got Novak Djokovic, who's the number two seed uh, mm-hmm. here, uh, who's going to play on, on, on opening day. But thoughts about your, your top two seeds and you think they could make it through and who you think's in line to, to knock them off. Well, as far as the men's concern, I mean, of course, Djokovic, he's going for his um, his eighth Wimbledon title, going for the third leg of a possible Grand Slam. I mean, he's such a to me, he is such a heavy favorite. It, it's it's ridiculous. I cannot see anybody knocking him off. But there's one interesting person that is in his draw that has beaten him at other majors, and that's. Stan Vavrinka. Everyone forgets about Stan Vavrinka. Yeah, grass is not Stan's forte, so to speak. But he's beaten him in finals of majors before. So you never know. If Stan has some magic, maybe he can do something to Djokovic. That it would be, I guess, the third round they would need if that were the case. But I wouldn't bet on it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> seriously, I'm, I'm being honest. And for... Um, uh, Alcaraz being the top seed, I think his draw is is um, harder, more difficult than Djokovic's. And for Carlos or Carlito, as we like to call him, um, he's you know this is a weird thing for him coming in as the, the top seed of Wimbledon. Yeah, I mean it, 
I, I'm sure he's a bit nervous and whatnot, but let's see if he can, you know, ha- calm his nerves on like that French Open semifinal and see what he can do. I have a question. It may sound silly, and it's for both of you. Yep. How long have you been playing Wimbledon? Over 100 years? 1877. Okay. So they've been playing it for a minute. My question is, (laughs) well, my question is this, because for the first time in a whole lot of years, it's going to be the Kings tournament, not the Queens. And is there any. She never went. No, 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 no. I don't mean that. Is there anything, any sort of, anything written on the, on on the trophies, anything on there that says that acknowledges the Queens, whatever, that now has to be changed. I was thinking about that. I was wondering because there's a lot of stuff that you know has what? To be... Go ahead. Is that a stupid I don't question? Know. Yeah. Be... There you go. Yeah, I I don't know to be quite honest with you. I, I would have to try to to contact somebody and ask them. But is that a stupid um, question? Because I'm wondering because there's a lot of no, things that have to be changed. No, it's not because it's it's been there had been a queen since 19 exactly 53. <laughs> 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 So and you know, I you know that's a good question. I'm going to have to ask a, a, a tennis historian that I know and see if he. And I know he's at Wimbledon right now, so I'm going to have to ask him and get I back just to you on that because I really don't know. Yeah. Well, they have a seating. I know, section. and I've been to Wimbledon and, and all that, and I've never really paid attention to that. So. Well, you ain't ever won there. That's why to get the trophy. Well, well I mean, but they have the royal. <laughs> no, but I've seen the trophy, though. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know they have the royal box where members of the royal family sit. Right, I get. You know, yeah, but, but but I mean, but everything is the queen's this, the queen's tournament, the queen's that, and I'm sure that that somehow is presented the queen's fill in the blank that's on various trophies. I would imagine, and that's all I was asking. You know, and is mm-hmm. it a deal? This is the first time in our lifetime, obviously. But for a very long time, it's the Kings tournament. Yeah. Technically, they're playing for the King. They're playing, you know, well, words of that effect, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. For the father, they're playing yeah. for the fatherland. They're hoping that somebody, in a, in a related story, I believe this is the day that Virginia Wade won it. I think one of the first British people. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Night, what is it? Uh, 1977, I, I, yeah, I think. I think so. Something it was like 77. That. That, I think it was like, it might have been the 100th anniversary. When she won, I'm yeah, thinking. it was. It was there. It yeah. was not only was it the hundredth anniversary of Wimbledon, but it was the twenty fifth anniversary of the Queen being on the throne. Thank you. Wow, that I remember reading. I think I'll drop yeah. the mic and step aside. Yeah, there and let we you go. Guys there we go. Well, let's talk about some folks who are playing tennis, and this year we're going to watch. Uh, on the women's side, you know, we got two Americans who are in the top ten. We got two American men in the top ten as well. Yeah. Um, thoughts about that, and can we see some Americans playing into the second week? Yeah, we've got, as far as the women are concerned, of course, Jessica Pagula and um, Coco Goff. Um, you know, Jessica has not necessarily done as well at Wimbledon. Um, and, uh, well, Coco Goff, of course, she debuted at a 15-year-old. I, I mean, she, she reached the fourth round, and that was beating Venus Williams in the first round. That was something else. Uh, sadly for Coco, it seems that at majors, she's in the same part of the draw as Iga Swiatek, who's the number one player. And if they both are on track, they'd meet each other in the quarterfinals again. <laughs> well, we'll see. Well, Coco is definitely more comfortable on grass, I would say, than Iga is. Not her grass, not her uh, Iga strong suit there. Uh, as uh, as far as the men are concerned. 
Fritz and Foe, we got the FNF boys, I guess you could call them, right? <laughs> yeah. But um, Taylor Fritz, that serve on grass is something else. Um, he has a shot. I mean, he has a shot to do well, and so does TFO. And TFO has become such a fan favorite that I think the British are really going to support him. So, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. And we, and you've got you know, TFO, ten in the world, and he's seated tenth. I mean, he he has jumped up tremendously. And uh, speaking of of Americans jumping up in the rankings, Chris Eubanks. Yeah. Chris Eubanks, he is on the verge of breaking into the top 50. He has kind of been a perennial, like, bordering on, like, 106, 110, which is on the cusp of getting into majors. But now he doesn't have to worry about playing qualies anymore because in the, he's in the top 100. But he's in his first ATP final today against um, in Mallorca against a Frenchman Manorino. So, you know, we'll see what happens there. But that, for me, that's a big surprise because he's been a perennial, I'm on the border of making a major kind of thing. Well, he's a guy that we've watched really grow up in, uh, you know, playing here in, 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 the, in the area at Georgia Tech and attending high school locally. And so this week it's been really big to see him go round for round and, uh, and approach. I think his game is pretty well suited for this, for this surface. Um, so yep. it's like to see if he can finish it up and, and get the win there today. That'll be big folks. We're spending time with Karen Pistana talking about Wimbledon um, um, that gets started on Monday. Um, anybody else you're thinking about, you know, has been on a roll lately, you're thinking going? I know we're watching uh, uh, Ben Shelton. Talk a little bit about the fact that his dad has, you know, retired from coaching collegiately, I think, to kind of go out on the road with him. I, they could be kind of interesting. Yeah, I think him, that's right? a really excellent idea on his part. I mean, since his dad has has a former pro, I'm sure it'll be kind of a comfort for Ben to have him on the road with him. And Ben, who is seated at 32, you know, the 32nd seed at Wimbledon, I want to see how that powerful lefty serve is going to do on that grass. It should do well. Um, but uh, every tournament for him is a learning experience. You know, making his way up. I mean, he's number 32 last year at this time. Where was he? I don't even think he was in the top 100. So, you know, the steady improvement with him. And that, like I said, that lefty big serve on a grass court. Oh, that's that's scary. (laughs) How long are we in the Djokovic era? I, I say that because you got until you, he says so. <laughs> I, you know what I mean. And, and it's like, listen, I work with a guy who would not, for a, for a period of time, give a you know what about the NBA season because we knew Golden State was going to be there at the end, or you know maybe going up against LeBron. Mm-hmm. They had it on lockdown. Now that Federer and Nadal are are, are are off the stage left, and we don't know what is going to be with some of these guys who are coming up behind him. It looks like it's his world for a while. And oh, sure. I was going to ask you, was there because. You have traditionally come on here and talked about a story that when we finished the French Open kind of bled into the talk that we had as far as Wimbledon. I didn't hear that from you this year. And, and again, with Djokovic being able to go and play the French Open and knowing what we had coming up with Wimbledon, who, was, who wasn't playing, it just feels like, <sighs> unless it's like you guys, it's kind of hard for, for somebody like me who sits off and goes, okay, I really want to see this. I want the guy with the black hat. I, I want Alcaraz. I want these other people to give him a run for his money. And as you said, the only saving grace here is that he's not necessarily technically ranked number one going into this tournament. 
Yeah, and that's because of the number of, of points attained up until that that point. So that's just the way the rankings work. And um yeah, yeah, but yeah, but Djokovic, like I said, until he wants to stop playing, he's gonna be he's gonna be one of the favorites or the favorite in you know, every tournament he plays. Um, I at this point, I mean, this couple of years ago, he was I went got to the U.S. Open final, and if he had won it, he would have won the Grand Slam. Well, he's on that road again if he wins Wimbledon <laughs> and into the U.S. Open, trying to get the Grand Slam. I mean, <laughs> I mean it's I mean it's possible. He's he's something else. I mean, you know, love him or hate him, he's he's dominant. And you know, some people hate people being dominant in sports. Others love it. You know, that's what makes sports the way it is. Yeah. Trying to knock off the the person who won't leave. <laughs> and that's the thing we watch for. It's an opportunity. It's the grandest stage of the game. And if someone can pull it off there, hey, it'll be big. People will remember uh, for for a long, long time. We be able to knock off a guy like Djokovic, especially when you're on a roll like he is. He has momentum. He has incentive. Um, and, uh, you know, he is and is bringing out the best in this game. It just, it just drives me nuts because he yeah. did it during a time when there were some other great ones. I, I wished it was a time like Tyson. There were no other great heavyweights, and Tyson was just knocking folks out, and you wished, oh, we wished you mm-hmm. went up against this dude or that dude or whatever. He's gone up against Federer. He's gone up against Nadal. Oh, so now I got to, like, give him his due. And that's just a sour taste <laughs> in my mouth. <laughs> you know, you know. Well, uh, probably, the, I mean, uh Nick Kyrgios is in. I think he's on his side of the draw there, uh, as a thirtieth seed. And um, it would be interesting if if they met again. But but because last year they didn't have points for Wimbledon, Kyrgios would have been seated higher because they didn't give out dole out points last year uh, for Wimbledon. So <laughs> it would have made things well a little bit more interesting in terms of at least they would have met further down the line in the tournament as opposed to a possible whatever round match. I don't remember if it's third or fourth round. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk to her next week, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. This is the first time we've given her homework. Yep. She's got homework. She's got to come back with a song, <laughs> and she's got to find out what's going on with the king's name and, and replacing the queen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that's something I've never been asked and never thought about. Yeah, it's a, you know, where's that? Where, where has the writing been changed? And and while you're at it, you're asking them folks that would be able to answer that question. For Sam, would you find out if anybody can figure out what the Queen had in that purse all them years? He's been wondering that. What, what did she have in her purse? <laughs> so, <laughs> what did she need a purse for? I mean, she didn't. She didn't you know. Again, these burning questions that have lingered all these years. So while you're asking, folks, if you could find that out. Hey, Karen, listen, thank you, as always, for what you do for the show. But more importantly, you know, just just, just, just thank you. That's overall, you know. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much, guys. Yeah, thank we'll you. talk to you next Have week. Good... All right. Have a good fourth, everyone. Stay oh. safe. We do, and you do as well. And you do as well. Absolutely. All yeah. right. That's nice. Yeah. What song is she going to pick? Hey, bye. I don't know. Oh, she got to pick a song. Yeah, we will see which that one. That dismount was a little awkward, but that's probably my fault. Yeah, okay. That's okay. That's right. I'm just curious about that stuff, man. Things happen, you know, just <laughs> don't want to push her too much. I don't know. You know, she's she's back to it. But I just, it, listen, as long as we talk tennis right now, I dissecting anybody else's game is futile. Because then you just figure this dude's going to be standing at the end. Could be. 
Yeah. I just, that, that's I have, just it. Yeah, I mean, and then we got a, some players that are on a roll and some young folks that are over there. And, you know, they know they got to make a name for themselves. What better place to do it than there? Mm-hmm. Let's we'll see, see what happens. Let's see what's what. Oh, yeah. up next. It is Max's world. Mm-hmm. Wait to find out what is on his mind. That's coming up. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Radio 929thegame929thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg. ZZ Top saying a little bit town down south there, LaGrange. Mm-hmm. Well, not that, that town. They were talking about, but it's still LaGrange. They can claim it. Different LaGrange. They can claim it if they would they like can. to. It is Sam Shout and Greg. Shout out to the folks down in LaGrange. Oh, how are them folks? What's, Troop what's, County. What's, what's the program when I throw it on the... On the you, oh, they, they, you go down there on Friday night, they pick any school, you're going to lose. Oh, is that the, they really? They all, all beat you. It'd either be Lagrange, Troop, or Callaway. You, 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 in you in trouble with all three of them down there. Okay. <laughs> They'll welcome you to town and they put an L on your bus. Take that back home. With you. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's kind of what happens when you Speak, go down to that part of the Speaking of which, did I do a city this, when I did the Good Morning uh, uh, Georgia thing? Yeah, you did. Who, who did you do this last time? Who did I say? You did Monroe. Now Monroe was the first one. Oh, what? Did I say it twice? No. Monroe was the first one. I thought I said Powder Sp- I didn't say Powder Springs? No. College Park? Uh, it wasn't okay. College Park. All right. Well, I've lost track of that. This is, see, there's so much going on here. It's the first day, of your, and it's Bobby Bonilla Day. Yeah, it is. So maybe Monroe got two shout-outs, and we just throw <laughs> LaGrange in there just for uh, Snink's and Greens there. Okay. Um, hey. Are you ready? You just, you know, hey, it's that time. It's back, that time. See Good. what's going on with Max? Yeah. And 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 welcome our producer in to tell us what is going on in his world, man. Dude, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Yeah, testing, testing. Uh, yeah, there's a there's a lot going on. Obviously, you guys know I'm a huge NBA guy, and so I think this is a highlight of what the NBA does exceptionally well. And so, of, of course, the global game soccer is the most watched. I believe, obviously, in America, it's football. Um, and then the most talked about, I feel like, if you're at a barbershop, how we've alluded to in the past, um, whether you're just talking on the phone, I think the NBA does such a, an exceptional job at being talked about. So even with the season coming to an end, it seems like it's talked about more than ever because we're curious on what are the, what are the Hawks going to do? What are we? How do we feel about John Collins leaving? How do we feel? What's that? Imp- what does that imply? Does it mean that we're going to get another star? And that's what I want to start off with first is John Collins. And I said it on on my show and I got Scoop B's take on it, and he said that he believes we're one piece away from really being to where we were at one point in time at the Eastern Conference Finals. And as an NBA insider such as himself, and he has relationships with a lot of these players, I think it kind of just gave people a perspective that Atlanta is an attractive place to come play. Like, obviously, the city itself and everything that it has going on from a music standpoint, from a fashion standpoint, uh, there's so many reasons to want to come play for the Atlanta Hawks. But with John Collins leaving, I thought of it like... Uh, kind of like, you know, when people argue, there's two types of what I've learned. I'm not a therapist by any means, but I've learned this, is when you argue, there's two different types of arguments. You have the argument where someone is just listening to wait to respond, 
and then you have someone that's waiting and listening to learn. And I feel like the initial reaction with the John Collins trade was initially people just wanted to respond. They didn't want to learn. So when you first initially see what happened, everyone's like, oh, what did the Hawks do? That's all you got, Rudy Gay? That's all you got? You you gave up a second round? You got a second round pick of Rudy Gay? But then when you listen to learn, I feel like if we just give it a moment of time, we may be surprised by what the Hawks will do. And before you know it, we'll be saying this was maybe a genius move. And so before we're so quick to say this isn't a smart move, they cleared up cap space. And if they did this knowing they can get a Siakam, knowing that they can get whoever that star may be, I feel like we've learned something that the Hawks actually know what they're doing. So that's what I was just trying to try to tell people on my show. Let's just see how things play out before we say this wasn't smart. And if they don't get someone, then it's like, okay, do we agree with that move, yes or no? And I think the answer would probably unanimously be no. Um, because, yes, it saved you money, but what did we get in return? Another great point that he also mentioned was a lot of teams are looking uh, the long game. And Jalen Brown's contract's up next year. And so that's he alluded to that and Jalen Brown possibly wanting to come here to play. Um, a lot of moves that will be happening during the season, during the trading deadline. And he said a lot of teams are pushing towards that route as well. So even though we've seen a lot of moves some teams are playing the long game. Now, for the Atlanta Hawks and Atlanta fans listening to this, that's probably the last thing you want to hear, considering all these moves, the new coaching hire. Obviously, we have that I wouldn't want to say necessarily a disappointing season last season, but it wasn't the season I think most of us were hoping for. And so we, of course, want to see moves now. Um, and that's what I want to get into next. So we talked about it. Over a billion dollars spent right. within the first couple of days. And there has been so many moves. I'm, it's impossible for me to go over every single one of them. Um, but one person I really wanted to focus on, there's, well, there's a couple, but the first one is Draymond Green. And the reason why I say that is because I remember when he punched Jordan Poole, it, that was the talk of town around the whole sports world. And it seemed like the, the question was, if you can't move forward, who would you keep? And a lot of people like Jordan Poole, he's the young guy, he'll give you a bunch of points. Jamal Green's getting older, he's always had these type of issues in the past. Is he too much to deal with now, considering you may not get the value you once did? I think we can all silence that now, right? Because not only did the Warriors trade Jordan Poole, Jordan Poole struggled in the postseason, especially when you needed him, and they've just backed it up by paying Jamal Green. So not only did they choose this guy, they paid this man $100 million. Well, he's getting the same. He's basically not. It's a push because he was getting twenty five million before this. But they they had every opportunity to say, you know what, we're out of the Draymond Green business, and they doubled That's down. True. Steph recruited him, and the whole team clearly wants him. So if anyone's questioning Draymond's value, I feel like that's been silenced because they had every opportunity to move off this guy. There's been plenty of teams. Damian Lillard was recruiting him. The Kings expressed interest. So people see value. He may not give you thirty a night. But I think what he provides for this Warriors team is undoubtedly valuable. Just his defense. Go ahead. But after what we saw come out of Denver, does that make them a contender? That's the question, right? So a lot of teams are adding some good pieces, but is it enough to overcome Denver? I truly, truly believe that Chris Paul may not be like that sexy, flashy pick anymore because of his age and you want to see him healthy. I don't think the Warriors are done. I think they have one more in them. I don't know if it's this year. I mean, probably this is the best chance as everyone's getting older it would be this year. Um, but 
It's a great question because will a role player be enough considering how handedly Denver went through the West? It wasn't like they were battling and they squeaked it out. They they steamrolled people. They were sweeping people. So I don't know if it would be enough, but I do think the Warriors, by adding Chris Paul, he's maturity, he's a leader, he's a playmaker, and when you have shooters all around him, he doesn't need to give you 30. He just needs to pass the ball, which he does exceptionally well. You surprised Boston dealt smart? That, that was the next thing I was going to get your guys' opinion on. I know you talked about um, Memphis last time when we talked about it. It surprised me, but I think Memphis is doing – and they got Derrick Rose, by the way, yeah. um, recently too. I think Memphis could be scary. I really do. And they're off the Dylan Brooks business as well. So now with – it's really contingent Well, they on just John traded Moran. for a better Dylan Brooks. Yeah, 100%. That's basically what they did. They got, they got the guy who Dylan Brooks is – aspire to be right and I, I think and if we're being 100% honest it all comes down to John Morant and they can win some regular season games without him they've proven they've already done that but the ingredients are here now so you have some defense I mean Jared Jackson's clearly a great defender defensive player of the year Marcus Smart defensive player of the year you have that veteran presence off the bench and Derek Rose they just paid Desmond Bain as the that's the biggest contract in Memphis Grizzlies history he signed over 200 million dollars for five years so there's a lot of – they're going all in on this. They're paying people. They're trading people. So that showed me that I think they have faith that John Morant will, will shape back. Because if they didn't, then why would you go all in the way you are right now? So that's just some NBA news. Like I said, I could go here for hours about Kyrie Irving signed his three-year $126 million. Does he stay there, though? That's the thing. Yeah. That, that's a, it looks like Mark Cuban's in that – he wants to try to make it work, and they added Seth Curry. They're going all in on offense. That, listen, they have to. they got to keep him because not many people want to play with Luka because he's another mm. black hole when he gets the ball. And so, again, getting the chemistry. And to the point about what's going on out west and all the scenarios that you brought up, and you didn't bring up Sacramento either, by the way, and it's not like they're nobody to sneeze at. I think what we saw coming out of the west was a team that had chemistry as opposed to a team with stars. That's you could talk about all the so-and-so got this player and that player and whatever, but Denver buzzsawed through to everybody because despite not having Mitchell, those, you know, those other playoff appearances, they still practice together, they know each other, and there was a chemistry that was there that we saw that made them look effortless at times right, when right, everybody right. else was huffing and puffing and holding their, you know, bent over holding their knees. Yeah. So I think that is the key. When we start to analyze what's going on out east – Think about who's been together the longest and right. ask yourself who, you know, what moving parts showed up at these other places, but still, who do you think is going to get the chemistry first? I'll go back to the, the last team you two were talking about, Memphis. He's not a shooter, but who's making the call toward the end of the game as to what kind of play? Are you just going to leave it in John Morant's hands, or is Marcus Smart going to be in that huddle going, no, we need to do this, and who will be listened to? Too, as opposed to just everybody getting the ball to Ja and getting out of the way. He seems like a more mature, like you want that grit, but a mature grit. And he seems like he has that. Before we get out of here, let me get your thoughts. It looks like the Phoenix Suns aren't done being aggressive, even though they're paying. I think they're like top four players between Aiton, uh, Book, and KD. They're getting all the money in Beal. Um, so they don't really have that much depth options. But what are your thoughts on them trying to get a Harden? Their thoughts on trying to meet Kyrie? What do you make of that? Well, you know my feeling on Harden. If they have any aspirations <laughs> to get into the playoffs or going deep in there, I don't want nothing to do with James Harden. Yeah, I just don't. Kyrie, listen, he is, as that has been said, he's box office. I don't have a problem with him in the playoffs. You just got to get to the playoffs with him. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I want to just say one more thing about this whole Draymond thing in Golden State. Did you hear the backstory as to why he punched him? I had never heard this. 
I no. didn't hear about the conversation that led up to the punch. I don't think I heard that either. And this was there. I think this is twofold as far as why he's out of there. One is the reason for the punch is because he's a cocky so and so, which a lot of players are. So I'm not saying that's the main reason why, but basically he was calling him out and saying that he's old and he ain't. You know, it was during a, a sprints drill. Okay. And somebody made a comment. If you remember, it was in practice, right? It was a sprints drill, and things were being chirped back and forth. And Jordan told Draymond, according to reports, that, well, you ain't got to worry about this because you'll be in Sacramento next year. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. What you doing, old man? Don't worry about it. You're going to be in Sacramento. You ain't got to worry about it. And then it was something about his money, and that was the last straw, and Draymond went up and tagged him. But that was the one thing. And then speaking of money – Across the board, people feel like once Jordan Poole got paid, he wasn't the Jordan Poole that earned that check. Yeah. And that was the main reason why he was let go. He's like, you got your bag. Okay, cool. But you're not that dude anymore. And if we have to take an older Draymond Green versus somebody we don't know or who hasn't played that hard or throwing up, you know, when Snoop Dogg is telling you, yeah, you keep throwing up them bricks, you know, my Lakers will win then. You know, everybody can see it. So, anyway, I just want to get that off my chest. But, yeah, hearing the backstory of why Draymond punched him, um, you know, he kind of he asked for it. He, he really did. He poked the wrong bear. Um, all right, man, Max, thank you very much for everything on this Bobby Bonilla day. Moving into the 8 o'clock hour, we got Terrell Thomas. We're going to talk more basketball with him. We're going to talk about this possible strike that was going to happen. Got a casting call. Yeah, there are still opportunities out there right now. But there is some racing going on in Chicago. Might be a little sludgy, maybe a little hard to see because of the air quality, but it's it's going <laughs> we got on. All kind of stuff. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that. And some of the other events from this past week, heading into July. It is July first. It's a Saturday morning. It's Sam and Greg. Sports Radio ninety two nine The Game ninety two nine The Game Take us with you on the Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 